0: Morning everyone. Who remembers Jumping Places? I'm going to steal his thing. Morning everyone. I The lag's there, people are in the comments and it's shown nobody's watching so I'll just kind of long this out a little bit. Um, hello everybody's joining now, I'll start to brighten up. Um, how you doing? Good morning. Uh, I'll start with the most important thing, scrappy update. Uh, scrappy has been taken away for four days worth of acupuncture so i'm not saying for four days apart from on facetime um i uh, hopefully that's gonna help him like stand upright on his back legs and build a toilet independently um so we'll see i don't know but there's hope so as you saw last friday i really thought we're gonna have to have him put to sleep so Hope every day, every day's a bonus. And you know what, he's taking his food, he's drinking, showing signs, um, his back hips started firing and he hadn't even had any acupuncture and then it sort of collapsed down. But a few days ago, he couldn't really barely lift his chin up, like off the ground, so happy. So keep putting your um prayers up for him and we'll just take it every day. And hopefully he's gonna, what I want is, right, I just wanna have um summer, all together the three dogs me and my partner and doing what we plan to do with the dogs and then what will be will be after that i think i mean bloody hell we've held them together with like kit kats and stick not actual kit kats but sticking plasters and all kinds of mad stuff and uh, you know they're old but we're keeping them going and we're loving them and that's what matters and hopefully they'll be with me in a year's time we'll see but thank you to everybody for all your kindness and, um, dogs are cool. They're the coolest. So today we're talking about some weird conference that like wants to bring Boris Johnson back. Um, it's really interesting. Some people that you'll recognize and know on these videos and articles has that really extracting the urine as you can well imagine, but first an acknowledgement as to, We've done on the Facebook page, but um, obviously it's continuity for the show too, because everything that we're doing here is emanating from the live stream um, with you guys in the live chat and other things. So today, Caroline Lucas will be speaking at the All Party Parliamentary Group meeting on long COVID. Um, just for people who don't follow on Facebook, I'll give you the, the story. Um, day after, we did a show last Thursday with. Or was it Friday? I can't remember. It was Thursday. Zach Polanski, the deputy leader of the Green Party, he reached out, We'd had a bit of back and forth about long COVID, which I'll play in a moment for continuity. Um, And he got back to me. So first, the video. Let's play that for context. And we shall see what he said then and what I said. So here it is. I mean, just what, what, one or two Well, two questions on the same topic for me and then we'll take one or two from the comments and I'll let you go after that, if that's all right. Um, so what's your plan sure. for people who have long COVID? The last estimate was 1.9 million people have long COVID and it's growing. And I just don't see this on the political agenda, whereas we broadcast at 9.30 every morning and there's people in the live chat now who are clinically extremely vulnerable, who basically can't leave the house. So what's your plan for that for that? Yeah, I have a good friend who, um, very articulate
1: individual, who was highly passionate about politics, really, really involved. Um, and at one point, I asked them to sign something for me. And just in the moment of signing something, couldn't remember what they were signing. Um, obviously, then didn't sign it in terms of it wasn't wasn't pushing that. But I'm, I'm talking about the fact that people's health has been so badly affected. And these stories, sure. I think so many people have them or have experiences of people who have lost uh, their ability to function in the way that they used to, either in small ways that, you know, people talking about brain fog or not being able to get words out, and in large large ways where people are, you know, without a doubt, um, severely disabled. And this just is not on the, the mainstream narrative. So I think the first thing is to talk about it more. My colleague on the London assembly, uh, Caroline Russell was chairing the health committee, and she certainly made sure that, that long COVID was was on the agenda there, but on the national level that needs to happen too i think there's a much broader point though about our health system where we have 133,000 vacancies in the health system and we have both uh, a labor opposition and the tory government who are not willing to give the nhs the investment it needs and we put six billion pounds extra a year into the nhs including money for adult social care and making sure that's also supported and um, but i think more than that as well is talking about workers pay and the pay of people who work for the NHS. And again, right-wing media narratives often pit workers against workers. But the Institute for Fiscal Studies, who are hardly a radical organisation, said that if you were to give everyone a 7% pay rise, and I think it should be more than that, but let's say 7%, that would only cost 5 billion pounds. So in the grand scheme of what a government's budget is and where we could raise money from, giving all NHS workers a decent pay rise. And uh, I was really pleased the Green Party were the only party that backed the NHS's call for a 15% pay rise for all uh, NHS workers. These things are all credit things they can do. Now that's not avoiding the question about long COVID, but my point here is is if you have all of these vacancies and you have an NHS that's struggling to deal just with a basic service, you can understand why new issues new relative to, to 2019 are being lost, are being ignored, why waiting lists are getting bigger, why research isn't happening, all of those things. Ultimately, we have an NHS that's been chronically underfunded and underprotected from politicians. And I think it's all a question of political priority. And if people's health is not one of our priorities, then you really have to question what is the point of the government. So um, dealing with long COVID by talking about it more, but talking is not going to be what changes this. It needs investment and it needs research and it needs to make sure that there's an NHS that's that's properly invested in.
0: I agree. and I mean, like, obviously, that's the sort of medical individual issues, but also beyond that, if we take it from a societal perspective, it's unsustainable. The economy cannot like, support this amount of additional um, working age people who are disabled. I mean, I, just from my perspective, I was one of them. I mean, I've come out the other side, but I had the brain fog, like you said there about your friend who couldn't sign stuff. I couldn't remember what I was doing. It was intensely scary. Um, I had um such a load of immune system, I had shingles for a year. Like that was, I mean, I'll not go any deeper, but it wasn't great. And there's people in the comments who are saying this too. We have found out that mitigations can be done. And there's things called AM, either H E P A filters or HEPA filters. These have been installed in the Palace of Westminster, the Ministry of Defence, and they were in every room at the World Economic Forum. So that, like, what for people who don't know, they remove COVID from the air. I mean, if you look over my shoulder, right, so that white thing there. Hold on a minute, there, that's one there. It costs fifty yeah. pounds, and it changes the the air in the room five times an hour. Um, in Andalusia, the the public um transport system have had them installed on every bus. Um, also in South Korea the uh, government there are optimizing their engineering department to build one for schools because they understand that like like schools are a vector for COVID and other disease and it's not just COVID that remove. removed so these, there's precedence for this our own country's doing this it's not being promoted or, or anything like that and nor has had the government acknowledged that it's an airborne disease so what I'm asking you is are you going to start talking about this because there's no politicians talking about this it's just a problem that's been built up for the future. The economy will crash, but also there's, there's so much heartache. I know people in the last two weeks, one guy was a care worker throughout the pandemic. He's been had multiple infections. We found out recently, um, a Stanford study, and it is a preprint, has said that multiple infections close together is akin to the effect of HIV on the, the immune system. No politician is talking about this, and this is going to explode. Not just in individuals' lives, but on a society level. So, with that being said, would you commit to actually talking about, like, getting simple filtration systems in public transport and public schools? Because I can't see how any politician can continue to be credible if they aren't talking about this too. Um, what do you say? Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm really sorry,
1: Sarah, about your personal experience. First of all, I'm pushing back on your question very slightly, but I'm agreeing with you. It is something we've been talking about, and um, you know, there's evidence and links for that. I think that speaks to a wider issue that the Green Party, we just often don't get heard, unless it's about an environmental issue, then the media yeah, sure. rush to kind of have our opinion on it. But on health, on class, on poverty, uh, we really need to fight fight to be heard. Now that's improving. Um, and over the election period, uh, you know, I didn't stop. I was on Sky, BBC News, LBC, like it was just constant. But that was because during that very short period, there's balancing rules and so the broadcasters have to give us equal time Um, and then as soon as the election finished it just goes away and actually the the media opportunities get very very few and far between and so often when we get on the media we just have to go for a one simple core message which is often for me there's no environmental justice without racial social and economic justice too and that's something i say all the time now this i would argue is included in that this is about health justice and this is about poorer people uh, not having the same access to the same uh, basic precautions that something like the Ministry of Defence or uh, you know Westminster have, and that's really important. I'd also point out that we have a spokesperson to Pallavi um, who is a GP uh, who has been speaking about this too. And it's something I'm really proud of in the Green Party that our spokespeople. So if you look at our education spokesperson, they're a sixth form teacher. They're all...
0: Spot on. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I hadn't talked for a while. so. Um of a frog in my throat so just bringing it back to today now um zach reached out the day after that um he didn't have to do that because how this tends to go is politicians want us for our platform they get the platform and we rarely hear from them again unless they want something like he got in touch and he d- like gave something um and just to those people like oh look at you right up the ass the green party i'm not endorsing anybody but if, if i wanted to i will um what this is about is the fact that we're reporting on an experience that we've had with politicians and we would do that without fear of favor, as you know. So what that actually means in this case is, is somebody's went out of their way to follow up on something that we did together the day before and has taken that into um, a practical realm today, which evidence that we were passed by Lisa from Save Education for All, that's Lisa Diaz. Uh, Thanks very much, Lisa, for that. It was a big help because I'm very busy at the moment. Um, And we got that passed through. And um, obviously, it's good that if somebody like Caroline Lucas is speaking in Parliament, that she's crossed the entire issue. Um, Also, as you know, we spoke over a year ago um, when we first tentatively started doing this. Ironically, when I I was experiencing the post-viral fatigue and brain fog and all of the stuff that you good people in the comments helped me with, And we build up this community within it, which is without that and without that process of events, that wouldn't be happening in Parliament today. So I want to not just acknowledge the Green Party, but also if you didn't exist in that comment section, that evidence in the process of events would not have happened or it wouldn't have happened so readily. Because for me, clinically extremely vulnerable people have a name, have a face, I consider them to be friends and just because i've come out the other side right i don't know how people can pull the the trap door don't don't understand it so here we are and um i don't know if it's going to do anything but i tell you what if we don't try it won't so big up the green party facts i mean do you see anybody else doing this um also after the fact um Nick Hartley from Newcastle, Greens, sent us a lovely email at the weekend. Nick, if you're listening, I will be replying to that, but I wanted to give it some consideration and do it when I actually had time to reply properly. Same with you, Elaine from South Titanside, Greens. Their humanity shone through. Um, doesn't feel like they're trying to groom her in any way. It just feels like, you know, humanity. Um, so imagine if there was a mandate regarding filtration systems and everybody here played a a part in that and that's um commendable and the way people have um supported me makes me want to support you and makes me want to turn up and be there for you so you know that's something practical that's occurred and that's one of many i would say because i think that's for us got to be about practical outcomes parliament just being one lever for change there's other ways we can go about this and this is just the start And I think um, I'm loving the fact that this is coinciding with being healthy, you know? Um, I think we're gonna achieve a hell of a lot if we keep turning up every day. So, you know, big up all of the people involved in this. Um, We're gonna talk about weird conservatives and whatever. But I think what we'll do first is, is have a little music break. I like this one with the sitars. What do you think? It takes a while to kick in, he's back. What are, you, what are you thinking about this one? Which one do you want for a little break between so I can have a drink? Let us know in the comments. If you're sitting on the metro, don't worry. That guy probably isn't going to kill you. But the media has told us to be afraid of everybody. Anyway, back in the room. Back in the room, do you want to know about some wild Tory shit? Well, here's some wild Tory shit. Conservative democratic organization at conservative D-O-R on the Twitter. Join thousands of conservatives fighting every day to promote a democratic party founded by all of these ghouls right here. Who are they? What are they about? Let's have a look. Well, one thing I do know is this: your boys at GB News. They're about. They're deeply ingrained in it. I mean, imagine the whole Dan Wooten situation, man. You turn up, oh, is that Dan Wooten? Oh, it fucking is. So what's he got to say for himself? Let's have a see.
1: Over 90% of people here say that they are Team Boris rather than Team Rishi isn't the solution to winning the next general election to simply return boris johnson to the leadership
2: he is an electoral asset in my view and you know i will always say that i absolutely believe that i actually very much hope i really do um he's a big campaigner he's a big figure you know big box office in the grassroots. We're going to need him. Come, we will need him to come back and re-galvanize and re-energize the but grassroots so as we go into an election. A leadership challenge. Before I, the I, election. I'll be very candid. I don't think that's going to do us the world of good at all. And partly because of everything that the public saw last year. I can't explain that to, to, you know, members of the public when I knock on doors. They do say to me, and I've, you know, I was out there campaigning a lot during the local election campaign in parts of my constituency, bring back Boris. People were saying that to me very actively and feeling quite embarrassed about what has happened over the tw- last 12 months. I can't I can't give any reason or rational response to that, because at the end of the day, you know, we have ejected, you know, in, in succession now, democratically elected leaders of our party. It's happened to Margaret Thatcher. It happened to Boris. In my view, Boris would have won us the next election. It also happened to his successor. You know, a couple but, of but, months but, later. But and that be right. But
1: couldn't he still win you the next election? Isn't that the point?
2: Well uh, uh, <laughs> there you go,
1: there you go. Over ninety percent. He's blatantly,
0: right? Boris Johnson, that is. Blatantly gonna do something. I mean, we've been saying it on here for a while. I mean, do you honestly think the Bannon faction are gonna gonna just like, oh no, we'll just not bother, (laughs) we'll just not bother, and like we're fascists than that, so we'll just let the like brown man stay in, we'll do that, yeah, that's not gonna happen. So, like, it's a matter of time, in my view, and interesting that this entire conference appears to be um, to that end, which is good because I love this shit, mate. Anyway, it should be on your screen. Oh, it's not. Oh, dear. But this, from the conference, voter ID is gerrymandering, which backfires on Tories, says Reece Mark. So what we've got here at this conference is Jacob Rees-Mogg admitting that they're basically fixing the election because elderly Tory voters didn't have ID for local elections, his ex-Cabinet minister. So he's saying that the thing that they're doing to try and... Let's not piss about gerrymandering is just fixing elections or gerrymandering is stalling the democratic process through Parliament to such a degree that it's virtually impossible to do any kind of um, progressive work. So... What it says here, the Conservative government's introduction of voter ID was an attempt at gerrymandering. Two seconds. Chim- gerrymandering. Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> that backfired against the party, says senior Tory Jacob Reese Marks. Gerrymandering. I can't help it. It's just such one of them words. The former cabinet minister said the policy which saw voters required to have photo ID when voting at England's local elections had made it harder for elderly Tories to vote and upset a system that worked perfectly well. Great. Speaking at the National Conservatism Conference on Monday, Mr. Rees-Mogg said parties that try and gerrymander end up finding their clever scheme come back to bite them. As dare I say, we found by insisting on voter ID for elections, you dared. He said it. It's reported in national press. So Tories admit fixing election shocker. That will be on the front page of the Sun tomorrow. I'll wager. That's right, GB News leading with, how did we get it all so wrong? How? (laughs) Honestly, that Dan Wooten man. Check this oddball out though, man. Like, Do you remember when William Hague um, stood up at Tory conference when he was a Ben and just started giving it the whole Tory boy stuff? Which, by the way, was the inspiration for Harry Enfield's Tory boy character. Um, Just bear with me. And we shall see this oddball check him.
1: Throughout the world, we're seeing the rise of a new, dangerous ideology. Woke. <laughs> Wokeism has infected Western civilizations well. under the guise of liberalism. Many in my generation have succumbed to the woke mind virus and have become <laughs> the most intolerant generation in history, <laughs> believing you can cancel or intimidate people you disagree with. Sure. We have seen this none more so than in the Labour Party with Rosie Duffield and one of my personal heroes, J.K. Rowling. Wow. Two women who have simply told the truth and stood up for the basic fact that a woman cannot have a penis.
0: The wolf named
1: And for that, they're called right wing. <coughs> well, friends, if that's right wing, I've never been more proud to be a conservative. <laughs>
0: absolute rotter bag so this is the next generation of oddballs coming in like a death threat there's no such thing as the woke mind virus this is the type of shit that bannon makes up and then proliferate proliferates around his networks and oddball talking heads like that little tory shite bag there um giving it nine now i mean i can't take people like that seriously but I'm not all people, and some people do. And this, like, this is where oddballs like this, unprecedentedly, uh, are, like connecting with just Raj packets from Bolton and the Cosmic Scallies and people like that. They're all saying this woke mind virus shit. It doesn't exist, man, at all. I'm not going to go too deep because we we do this quite a lot on here, so plenty back catalogue for you. But uh, woke mind virus. What a bunch of oddballs. Let me take some comments though before we move on to this next bit. JoJo knows woke mind virus, laugh emoji, indeed, crazy. Jez Hunt, it's not gerrymandering, that's moving county borders, it's just about a suppression and there's no figures because they weren't recording it. Jez knows, as usual. Leon unseen Moggy saying the quiet part out loud, true. Jacqueline is saying, the good thing about Patel, Braveman and Sunak, it is it is encouraging to know that anyone, no matter what their skin color, can be an inhuman monster? Indeed, I saw uh, Darren McGarvey um, uh, tweet a picture of Suella Braveman earlier with the caption along the lines of um, "Breaking news: um, This woman uh, like puts the left in a bind because they don't know uh, have a, don't have a word other than racist for her." Butchered it, did paraphrase. Go and check it yourself, but that, you get the point. And I like that. Let's do it. James Summers in Hollywood, Boris is too busy spaffing out bastards and hiding in fridge freezers. <laughs> yes. Class. What an absolute ultra belt there. Uh, no, no, no. Jez is saying filtration systems aren't just for COVID, they'll be good for all kinds of lurgies in the next inevitable pandemic. Exactly. Good morning, Mr. Gaddis, right back at you. Um, yeah. But exactly, man, the... That's the that's the work that we're, that we're trying to do and trying to force. It's crazy though, cause like you know, it's really hard. Because um, I'll just be candid, it's like some people that um, I know are just basically shunning me, like or treating me in a kind of way for talking about this stuff. Because I understand, like, um, it, like you know, people are in the great forgetting. So if there's any fucking mind virus, it's like the airborne disease that can basically with repeat infections completely ruin your life or end it um and i really really think that people should start taking their personal safety very very seriously indeed so we'll pass our evidence on and i don't know don't know but stop treating us like a james hunt cheers cheers lads <laughs> uh, that's lovely. I hope acupuncture does the trick. Hopefully mate. Um, I've seen some videos on YouTube and very hopeful. So look, even if it doesn't work, at least we'll have tried. Cause like, that's what we've got to do for well, well people and Scrappy's my people don't care. He's a dog. Still me. People absolutely love the lad. Anyway, back to Tory world. So, tories this from the telegraph dripping wet rishi sunak is the villain for grassroots tory group vowing to take back control the conservative democratic organization is not officially a bring back boris entity but its members allowed it showed a distinct preference for him it is breaking news news flash old man withers at the amusement park at the end of scooby-doo reveal it's a vehicle to bring him back in news that will surprise nobody who's here every day or at least regularly. So anyway, from the CIBUK.org, exclusive, change or we'll be out of power for a generation. One's biggest Tory donor, um, I believe the one who paid um, Johnson's rent. Tickets available, conference and dinner dance with Jacob Rees-Mogg. I'll pass, thank you. And pretty Patel, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to dance with you or anybody at the moment without an effective filtration system in every room. Thanks. Democracy empowering the grassroots, the grassroots of the Tory party, man. Who is that? You remember that, like, Rhodes Bison teacher dafty in the 80s with the big pork chops? That's who I imagined the grassroots being. Um, Let's not forget about Labour, Dre, though. Um, National Conservatism Conference tweeted this. The normative family, the mother and father sticking together for the sake of children is the only basis for a safe and functioning society. Marriage is not only about you. It's a public act to live for the sake of someone else. This is the crack, man. This was Danny Kruger, MP, at the National Conference. They're coming out with some weird trad wife shit, aren't they? But Graham Smith, who's some weird centrist trying to be a talking head, I don't even know. No Labour MP would stand up at a conference and stigmatise any type of family, whether it was a nuclear family, a blended family, a single-parent family, or a couple without kids. That's why we need Keir Starmer as PM, standing up for every family in the country. Do it. Anyway, the peerless at JRC1921 on Twitter, quote tweets him with, Harriet Harman pushed through benefit cuts for single mothers in 1997, shortly after winning Landslide, arguing they would help them back to work. Get. Back in your box, weirdo. Anyway, this is what yeah, archetypal Keir Starmer fanboy is. Apparently, um, his Twitter bio reads Labour, Social Democrat, basically a Keir Starmer and uh, Anthony Albanese fan page, pro UK and love Scotland. Cool man, cool. You're a deeply uncool man. Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus, man. These are the people who um think they should be running things. Just leave that there. Mad, aren't they? Mad. Shouts to Bob Grady as we tie this entire piece up. He sent us this just before went on air, but great minds were thinking of like, weren't they, Bob? And record numbers not working due to ill health, says the BBC. Why? The number of people not working in the UK due to long-term sickness has risen to a new record official figures show. The Office for National Statistics said that more than 2.5 million were not working because of health problems. Right, just last week when we spoke with Zach, um, if you want to know and you've just joined, we're top of the show. We've played this section about long COVID. I referenced it was 1.9 million. So that's grown then. Not in the last week. Those are just the figures I had to hand. So these are new. 2.5 million people. That is growing exponentially and completely and utterly unsustainable, not just for the family um, and the individual, which is the main thing we should be thinking about. But society in general, we say this all the time, how can we have people of working age when there's a parent skills shortage and and, and, and all of these other jobs that apparently need to be filled and there's just more and more people getting, getting ill? It's impossible to run a society like that. And I suggest that's why the South Korean government have optimized their engineering department to build filters for schools. And that would be a normal thing to do. So two seconds, I'll read on. The Office for National Statistics said more than two and a half million people were not working because of health problems. There'd been a rise in mental health issues in younger people, the ONS said, as well as in back and neck pain. Hmm, why? More later. Possibly due to homeworking. Um, sorry. The latest jobs data also showed a rise in part-time and self-employed workers, helping to push up the, un- the employment rate. The number of job vacancies fell again as firms hold back on recruitment, although the level still remains high. The ONS figures also showed that the squeeze on pay remains with increases in regular wages, failing to keep up with the rising cost of living. What else? So, at t- well, Turn on Twitter, which is a really good long COVID account ah because of neck pain and back pain oh that would be caused by the neurotropic virus that everyone caught that kills cartilage no it's caused by homeworking sarcasm as ever from turn there but right um listen the that i don't know if this is planned or the state of journalism and there's no like interrogation of, of facts or whatever but maybe it's all of those things but we know and the people who turn up here all the time know the people listening on the playback, everybody who's been here supporting and helping this grow know that that article is absolute fucking trash. 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 We've just been effectively locked in our houses for like multiple years, right? And then we're just forgetting about like all of the shit that we've had to deal with. And then off into some weird, like great forgetting roaring 20 shit. When this is happening and people are just waving it through, and I don't care if I fall out with absolutely everybody ever. What we're doing here is right, and we're not whinging about it. We're doing practical things. Like, I just don't understand this, but I'm not going to go into another rant about like why people are just off. Obviously, off they're not. There's no need. It's so clear and demonstrable. And the only thing that detractors have got is to play the man, not the evidence. That's fine. Got thick skin, not wrong though. And it's at the end of the day, it's not, um, it's just not fucking acceptable. It's not acceptable anymore to just deny the existence of this. And I'm going to treat people as such if, as and when I receive negative energy, because I'm not the enemy. We are not the enemy. The people wrapped around this show and as i said at the top of the show this um evidence wouldn't have got submitted to caroline lucas without like they're not to be forgotten about and we're not just gonna like look the other way and if that attracts hate good because that's a reflection of you not us factors facts jez hunts here people are worn out working two jobs still not making enough money it's going to make the ill Wait notes, because of the woke mind virus, probably cure that with air filter systems, mind. I love the way you've tied all that up in one sentence, the entire show, hermetically sealed. It would be a great point to end it, but we should need to take some more. John O.C., nice to see you, man. My family got the woke mind virus early on when my mum chucked my dad out. (laughs) Class, absolute class right see if there's any more callists in the house and they see it the more i see of this the more it reminds me of early stage nazism that's exactly what it is i know you're referring to the national conservative con- con- conference which you know this is the word national jacqueline's saying will scrappy stamp have loads of needles stuck in him Wouldn't you try and take them out to be honest he doesn't have the range of movement to be able to take them out and, to, and he can be um, He's not really a regular, he's generally quite compliant. He might like screech a little bit, but he tends to screech a little bit if he thinks he's going to be in pain as well. He's always done that even before this. So, um, but the good news is he stopped screeching so much in pain and he's started, like we've basically got him on gabapentin. Um, obviously I don't want him on that forever, but it's helping him with the nerve pain, helping him to like mobilize. So the acupuncture will come along as well and then we'll talk to the vet about like pain management from there. Um, but obviously, we're only going to do that if his quality of life is at a, a, the right level, obviously. So this is the period that we're in at a test. Really do appreciate all the scrappy love as well. Class. Class. Joanna's saying, I'm keeping my mask on to protect against all germs. I'm always going to wear one. FFP2 um, is the is the way. I'll keep mentioning it. I'll keep saying it. Like, that's what we've got to do, man. Um, but also, we've got to get filter systems so to so it makes this whole thing moot. And um, we're going to keep at that and we're going to keep putting the pressure on because, however, man, like two and a half million people, working age people are on the pattern make. And it's growing and it's going to continue to grow exponentially. And we can't have that, can we? And I'm not going to sit here. I mean, look, like as Charla turned up in the live chat this morning, he hasn't. I'm sitting here thinking is Charla, like who for people who don't know is in the heart ward at the QA, was in the lung ward, care worker who's worked throughout and been infected multiple times. Obviously, we're not completely sure yet, but that's the point. It's like without proper like sort of signs behind it and testing, the people at the top who politicised public health can just throw this away, throw people like Charla away. But we don't have to be complicit, do we? We can push back. And for me, this is one of the main places, the main places that we should push back against this kind of public health stuff because it proper, proper prods at the taboo that people all across society are buying into. And um, if we want to bring about effective structural change, we've got to do it on an evidence-based perspective. So that's what we're doing. Cow daily, up in your fucking faces and that, talking the things, changing the wards getting the filter systems in so can go going for a pint in that. I read super Jordy's, but I've just slipped into that because I'm trying to find a way to do this. See ya.